0: Hi everyone, Matt Lowe here. Welcome to the 74th episode of Bouncing Back, a video series meant to give people who have been laid off to COVID-19 an opportunity to sell themselves to new employers in the ad industry. And this is the 43rd episode as part of my partnership with The Availist, an unbelievable website that spotlights all the amazing talent in the ad industry. We're ready to get back to work. For this episode, we have Christina Kristiansen, who is currently an independent director and producer. You know, she wasn't necessarily laid off, but she's had a few projects put on hold I was just trying to find what you know that next gig may be. She's spotlighted currently on the December, you know, town list for the avail list. And we're really happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Maybe just start off by telling everyone how you've been dealing with the pandemic, where you're quarantining, and how you've been keeping busy the last few months.
1: Yeah, so I'm in I'm quarantining in Los Angeles, which is not the worst place to be quarantined. It's beautiful. Um, how I've been dealing has kind of ebbed and flowed, but I think the most consistent thing since March has been just being really intentional about where my attention is going. Um, so for me, that's kind of manifested in reading a lot. <laughs> um, and I, I'm a bit anti-busy, which might not be the best-selling thing for someone who c- claims to be a producer, but um, when I'm not working, I am I love the there's a Blaise Pascal quote who's a philosopher and he says... Um, all of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly alone in a room. And I just love that. Like, I, I think there's a lot of power in being able to sit with yourself. So, man, 2020 got me a lot of sitting with myself, that's for sure. But, um, you know, when I do need to busy myself, I guess, I, I, I love being outside. I think there's a lot of healing in being outside. So very LA. Um, but yeah, I love being in nature and all that and reading and a lot of writing too. So that's how I've been keeping busy when
0: not working. Yeah. I'm a big proponent in me time. I think everyone needs to like unplug and and spend a little bit of time alone. I don't know if everyone needs this much time alone. There's no, this is like an extreme, but it's good to kind of self-reflect and have, have those moments. Yeah, I agree. I agree. What kind of books have you been reading?
1: Okay. There's one that I've been telling everyone to read, even for non-readers. It's called Who Moved My Cheese?, It's really short. I don't know if you've read it, but it's just the best thing for 2020 because it's all about change and like how you how we as human beings just like overthink everything, but especially change, like anticipating it, how to handle it. That's a really good one. And then like for people who like reading and are weird anthropology nerds like myself, there's a Malcolm Gladwell book that I read um, early into quarantine called Talking to Strangers. Which is really, really good. And there's a lot of applicable things to working with various people in in the business as well. So those are a few that I love.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely gonna check them out. Malcolm Gladwell's amazing. I've read a few of his other books, you know, just genius and his books are amazing. So I'll read that one because I haven't, but you know, any of his books are are great. They are. And maybe just tell everyone now a little bit about yourself, you know, how you got into this industry, maybe some clients you've worked on, you know, where you've worked, or if now, you know, you're kind of an independent director, but where you've bounced around.
1: Yeah, bouncing around is definitely what I've been doing. Um, So I've been a freelance, many things, like I've been from production coordinator up to director, producer, writer, all those things for the past six years. from houston though so that's what i still claim uh through and through Uh, but my favorite out of all those things is definitely to direct mostly because of the collaboration aspect on set i love being on set and there's just something elevated about how well you have to collaborate as a director and i just i really enjoy just finding everyone's strengths and bringing that together um and i'm just obsessed with story so uh yeah that's pretty much what i do uh As far as who I've worked with most recently, I've been working with the Redford Center, which is founded by Robert Redford and his family, and they're very environmentally focused. So I've been doing some short docs for them. Um, And I recently was working on a teaser project that was put together under the under the guise of Sony TV, which was not necessarily work, but it was something to do. Uh, and then before that, I wrote some stuff for TikTok back when they actually needed commercials, now they do not. Uh, I've worked with Snapchat, I've made filters for them. Um, I did a show for a Hidden Empire Film Group called Biwokbo, which was like an online show by Van Jones. Um, I've done commercials for hospitals. And the place I've probably worked the most in the past few years has been with um, Participant media's digital arm, Soul Pancake, which is founded by Rain Wilson. And for them, I specifically worked on their branded short docs. So I worked with like Denny's, Allstate, Kroger, Netflix, everybody. Um, that was a lot of fun. So I've, and I've also worked with like door handle commercials, like Quickset. I mean, I've done a little bit of everything. It's more so like who's a good team to work with, what's the story we're trying to tell, and who's going to be the most fun to work with. So
0: a little bit of everything. Yeah, that's amazing. Love that you kind of have that, you know, broad experience and work everywhere. Has it been more kind of production client side, or have you gone, you know, agency side before? Definitely
1: more production and client side. I I somehow just been in that in that realm just by circumstance. Um, but before working in production, I have a background in PR, so. I think that's why I stayed there because I'm really good with clients like I'm a client facing person I get along with pretty much everybody and so they're like oh let's put Christina over here because she's really good with clients and and all that I haven't been attached to an agency yet um but it's definitely like not I I wouldn't say no to it it's just it hasn't come along
0: yet yeah so you're open to potentially you know agency side of being a producer maybe even some in-house director depending on the circumstances
1: yeah, for sure, for sure. Producing for me is something that weirdly has just come naturally. Um I didn't go into it as producing but like throughout school and as I started working on smaller little shoestring things here and there it was like it just felt right to to produce because I was I don't know. I I was the one who didn't feel weird about asking for favors of everybody. I don't know why. If it's my project, I'm weird about asking for favors. But if it's anyone else's, I'm like, can we get this for like 50% off, please? It's for a really good cause. I don't know. So that kind of put me in the producer realm. Um, I like seeing people's crazy ideas come to life, whatever it is. So yeah, I love producing. It's just directing is kind of where my heart's at.
0: Awesome, yeah. Asking for favors is something every producer has to do at some point. So yeah. Lots not always easy when it's favor number 10, but it's gotta, <laughs> gotta happen. Yeah. What are you looking for? And, you know, we just kind of touched on it, but what are you actually looking for in that next role or, or project?
1: Yeah. As far as the next project, I I'm really about who I'm working with. Um, story is always number one, like whatever you're trying to get across, even if it is a product, there's definitely, I think now more than ever people like audiences are so smart. Like they're not just going to take something that's just very much commercial. They want that like human aspect to it. So I like projects that kind of take that into account that there is some sort of humanity groundedness to it. But more than anything, I just wanna, I would love to expand my network of just working with people who really love this and I think more than anything we probably are weeding out who doesn't love this in 2020 but people who are really passionate about this passionate about branding doing it consciously is really cool but also having fun with it like it doesn't always have to be this deep meaningful thing but um just you know fun people people who are happy to be there um who are just conscious creators I think that's my big thing is like having a really good team around
0: yeah I think that's really important especially now when the sets are so small because only people are allowed so having a good team that you can trust and even if you can't be on set or you have to be on set but stand somewhere you know video village whatever that means these days just being around people you trust to get the job done is really important
1: absolutely
0: do you have certain stories you prefer to be involved with or depending on you know when you kind of get presented you're open to everything
1: yeah I'm open to really anything because I always learn something from every project so there's some like I mentioned very like jokingly the quick set the 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 door handles but i learned so much from that project there were so many challenges from that and you wouldn't think that there's like some big lesson but but there was so um yeah it it it's i don't know i guess a little bit of everything i i'm more so about what what is your goal um what are you trying to do with this thing that's one of the first questions that i ask actually beyond story is what is the goal of this who are you trying to reach um and again to be honest, it's the people that I'm working with, not so much all the other things. Just as long as it's good people, I'm down. I will help you make this thing happen. We're gonna have fun, so.
0: That's great. Do you have any passion projects or personal projects that you're working on?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. So the one that I am I started out kind of working with Sony Gemstone um, is a branded, or not branded, oh my God, I'm so used to saying branded. It's a hybrid documentary narrative piece. And it's um, inspired by something kind of crazy that happened to me at 13. I was watching the news and found out that my dad was put on trial for attempted murder of a a police officer, which is like very much unlike him. And um, so anyway, throughout all of that cognitive dissonance feeling that I've done for the past however many years, kind of put together this uh, blended docu piece that I've been pitching um and then as a breather from that because it's really really heavy I recently yeah. uh wrote a stoner comedy so a little bit of everything you know I like to be on either side of the spectrum the serious doc stuff but then also you know having fun doing like half hour comedy so
0: yeah wow I mean, amazing story but yeah I like the juxtaposition and says a lot about you being able to get your brain in, in both you know both places
1: Yeah, it's out of protection for sure because the documentary (laughs) still can get kind of heavy. So I'm like, all right, let's take a break from this. Let's go have a laugh and write about stupid things.
0: Oh, totally. Do you prefer long form or short form or or no real preference?
1: Oh man, I I don't have a preference at all. It's really about story. I just recently watched um, Maniac, which is, I don't know if you've seen that, but um, yeah, it's like a blended comedy drama but then it has this amazing message about mental health like stuff like that i mean i don't care what the packaging is but if there's a really good message in there that's going to elevate consciousness i'm in so yeah, that's kind of where i'm at more so than what package it comes in or how it's told long form short form whatever
0: well, jordan peele is like the king of that these days of like blending genres and then having some super deep message at the end of like what the fuck did I yeah. watch? that was amazing <laughs> yeah. but all, i mean those movies are unbelievable do you have a favorite project that you've worked on? Um, okay.
1: For some, well, you know what? One that I'm really proud of um, was actually my first, the first project I did with Soul Pancake was was branded for a kids movie. that I can't remember what it was, but um, we ended up, it was right after a major hurricane, Hurricane Harvey in Houston. And um, they wanted us to do... <laughs> surprise standing ovations and for teachers originally. But then um, being from Houston and knowing about this hurricane that had just occurred, they started doing research on that and found this 13-year-old boy who had rescued um, like 17 of his neighbors using an air mattress because, you know, of course the police and the first responders were spread pretty thin. So you we know, have this amazing young boy who's incredibly humble um, and we surprised him with a standing ovation from the football teams. And it just, it was, it was so challenging. I mean, it was like one of my first... Soul Pancake does all the surprise things. Um, and at the time I was very green to that, but it was a great introduction into that world. And it went so well. And like, despite, you know, all of the, the devastation of even seeing my own homes that I grew up in like just completely gone or like tattered, there was a lot of love there. And the seeing the community come together for that was just like, I mean, it made every single stressor leading up to it worth it. And now it's, it, it's funny because I feel like it kind of, um, it even on, I guess, like if you want to talk numbers, it also just did really well, like it went viral. And I think that it's because there was just so much like genuine push behind it versus like us just trying to make something that's clickbait. It was just, this kid is cool. Let's give him a platform. And he got that platform and I'm and you know and we obviously helped him out and his family out. So that was something I was really
0: proud of. Yeah, that's amazing. Those kind of surprise and delight stories are super hard to pull off. But when you do and it's rewarding like that, you know, there's nothing better. Yeah, I agree. You you've touched on it already, but what would maybe agencies be getting if they hired you, but more if clients reached out or if brands reached out and you know asked you to help tell their story?
1: I would love to do internet more international projects. I early on in my freelancing realm, I got kind of attached to a few different uh Indian productions and Chinese productions, and I really loved working. Cross culturally, because there's just so much to learn there. As far as specific agencies, I love WPA. I'm such a fan of WPA. I think it's a worldwide production agency. Um, Pretty Bird is another one that I really, really like. Uh, yeah, those are two that come to mind that I would just love to work with. And as far as brands, I think I won't speak for all filmmakers, but I think a lot of us would love to do some sort of like Nike, Adidas, like some sort of sports something. Um, those just seem kind of fun to do. Uh, but yeah, again, story, story and team is really the, the big one for me.
0: Yeah. Explain how you combined, you know, your love of music, you dabbled in being a lawyer for a little mm-hmm. bit, and then your, you know, PR experience to get you where you are today. <sighs>
1: well, the lawyer thing was, <laughs> that was a twist. The lawyer thing was really because I did not know, like being from where I'm from, I just didn't see how to get to this. And so I remember actually to blend the music thing, I was in band class one morning in high school. And for whatever reason, our teacher decided to ask us what we wanted to be when we grew up, which I hate asking kids that question. I think it's so unfair. Like our brain is not even fully developed yet, come on. But anyway, so he asked that question. I was like, I mean, I really like entertainment, but anytime I say I wanna be a lawyer, it seems impressive. And he goes, well, you could do entertainment law. And it was the first time I heard that. I didn't even like that teacher low key, but for some reason I took it and I ran with it and I went all the way to actually going to law school. But then I got there, realized it wasn't for me. And um, actually while I was sitting in a torts class watching a documentary, I was so miserable, my friend. I literally walked out of the class. That's how miserable I was. And I am like, I'm done. I'd rather be the person who made that documentary than the person sitting in this class right now. Um, and that was kind of the big push that I think for my personality I needed to then just get my my behind to LA and just figure it out and that's what I did. Um, but yeah, I think that's what what got me there. But um, I, I think even with music, I will say it's really just another form of storytelling. It's another expression. And um, like, if you get it, you get it. And I think there's also, that goes the same way with like filmmakers and also people who do advertisements. Like I, my BA is in um, public relations, as I said. And I, there's a lot of through lines there that you wouldn't think are there. It's all about communication. Like we talked about Malcolm Gladwell, that communication going past those, those different um, blinders and like things that we attach ourselves to, to like get that message across. is just super interesting to me and empowering. And so I'm always trying to figure out like, what's the best way to do that? This is so random, but I'm going to bring it up. One of my favorite commercials that I've ever seen actually does none of that, but it, um it allows the audience to just make its own decision. There's this Arby's commercial. I don't know if you've seen it, but I guess they forgot to add a Pepsi cup in the Arby's shot, like of the sandwich. And instead of like reshooting the whole commercial, they literally just did a slow cushion on a cup of Pepsi. And the guy that's speaking over, it's like, we fucked up, man. Like, <laughs> and so now here's a Pepsi, mm, like drink Pepsi. And like, that's the commercial. And it was just so brilliant So like, you know, there's ways to do it, but I think when you can just think of that really interesting, unique way to get the point across is really cool.
0: Yeah, I think it all stems down to what you said of like communication and how you just get whatever the message is, no matter what it is, across in a really fun, memorable way, you kind of hit the jackpot. And you know, that's what we're all kind of paid to do, is yeah. have a story in a simple way that just resonates with whoever the audience is. Right. I see you, uh, you write some spec work too. Do you do that? You know, often. Do you like writing? Do you ever shoot some of the stuff you write?
1: Yeah, I recently shot something I wrote for that uh, for the blended not documentary. I I shot the um, the scripted pieces and then cut it together with the historical footage that I've already found. And it was kind of cool to like cut them right at a particular sentence and then let the real person carry on that sentence and stuff like that, which has been fun. Um, I also shot a, a few years ago. I shot a pilot presentation for another. 30-minute um, comedy called Teach that was inspired by my friends who I don't think should ever be teachers, but they somehow ended up being teachers. Um, so yeah, I do try and shoot when I can. It's it's, it's slowed down before 2020. So I'm definitely grateful that uh, for what this year has been is despite everything it's kind of forced me to sit and do the things that I love again like writing. Writing is something that I think I was doing to fill time as a child and so I found myself in that similar headspace of boredom which I haven't felt in so long but out of boredom I got to write and, um, and it's been really really cool because the writing has actually surprisingly been the thing that's propelled my career in a really unique way that I did not anticipate for this year.
0: Yeah that's great. What what is it with your dream about coordinating a global meditative breath? I saw that on your website and had to ask. Okay. <laughs> you know, what's funny. I I'm, I'm rethinking that now because I feel like we <laughs> got <forgot> that. <laughs> and also
1: I'm realizing that we all live in our own realities, like for real, for real. So I don't know that how it would go. I'm like, really but I think I just feel like I'm all about energy. I'm really out LA-ing myself right now, but anyway, I'm all about energy and I think it's very real and, and I've just, I've noticed what being still, as I said, has done for me, what like meditation has done for me. And also with Malcolm Gladwell talking to strangers, I love talking to strangers. And I just, I find so much joy out of like, again, that connectivity. And I think if, if anything, what we can do is be silent together. We can just take a breath together and maybe we can still do it. I don't know. But I would just love, I would love to somehow get everyone, like, could you imagine if ever, not everyone, but like even, oh, I'm I'm gonna go on about books. I won't do that to you. But anyway, even if like, I don't know, there's, I will talk about books. There's a book about collective joy that I also love. And it just talks about the power of like humans understanding that what their energy brings to a space, especially when it's shared. And I, I can't imagine if that was, you know, we've seen it with like protests and stuff like that. Could you imagine if it was done in a different form? Like if all these people came together, I mean, that was a global protest happening over the summer. If we did that in a way that was like, let's just take one breath together.
0: Whoa, right? Yeah, I Forever. think we need it now. So I think you uh, get to work on that. Cause if we could all take that breath and chill out for a little bit, could be, could be valuable to us all, but really super cool.
1: Right. Just one breath. I'll have to work on my pitch because that was a little long, but I do think that, that we could do that. At least, yeah, I'll think about it.
0: I like it. I, I say keep it up and, and push to make it happen.
1: Okay, I definitely will.
0: <laughs> that's that's really it for me, unless there's something I didn't touch on that you you know really want to speak about.
1: I mean, did we not just go on for a very long time? <laughs>
0: right, I think I think we did it all. I mean, that's that's it for me. Just thanks so much for for hopping on and having you know all the enthusiasm to talk about this.
1: Sure, I'm such a nerd about this. I love talking about it. I could talk about it all day. I'm sure this is great for you too, like doing this podcast and talking to so many different types of people. Like, that's rad. Right. Oh, right. I'm glad yeah. you're doing this.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and that's what I love to do. Like you mentioned, you know, talk to people, talk to strangers, talk about common interests. So it's been a blast. I'm glad, you know, we got to connect over this as well.
1: Yeah, this is great. I have nothing else.
0: What's the best way for people to get in touch with you?
1: So they can read about my global meditation dream on my website, uh, (laughs) ChristinaChristiansen.com. Also, that's my email. All my contact information is on there. My socials on there as well. I'm trying to get better about social media. So, you know, I'm here. I'm available. I'll talk to whoever. Awesome. I love it the best
0: way, yeah. Right, and when I post this, you know, sometime in the next week or two, I'll, I'll put all that info there so people will know where to find you.
1: Great, because my name is very hard to spell. So thank you. A little you. bit of
0: a tongue twister, but I think I nailed it. Yep, yep, you
1: did a great job. Thank you.
0: Awesome, well, you know, thanks so much. And that's that's really it. Cool. Yeah, and that's a wrap for the 74th episode of Bouncing Back. If you know, anyone who may want to sell themselves to recruiters looking for talent in the ad industry, Have them shoot me a note at M-A-L-O-W-930 at gmail.com or check out the availlist.com for a long list of people who are hungry to get back to work. And then you can also check out these episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts under Bouncing Back and Advertising. Thanks so much.